Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Welcome to the Follow the Brand podcast. I am your host, Grant McGall, CEO of 5star BDM, where we help you to build a five-star brand that people will follow. And today, we are honored to host Shana Del Hero, a visionary with shaping the tech world. Her insight promised to inspire and empower each of us. Shana, the former Chief Information Technology Officer of Sportsman's Warehouse, blends over two decades of expertise with a profound understanding of technology's role in society. Today, she'll share how technology can be a force for good, enhancing our work in healthcare and retail. We will explore how Shana's leadership in automation and empathy creates more than just efficient systems. It builds a tech landscape where human creativity and compassion take center stage. Expect to uncover actionable strategies and practical insights directly applicable to your role. Whether it's embracing change, driving innovation, or understanding the new dynamics of IT leadership, this conversation will illuminate pathways for your own journey. So, join us for a dialogue, not just about technology, but about its potential to transform lives and industries. Let's get inspired together with Shana Del Hero on the Follow Brand Podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Welcome, everyone, to the Follow Brand Podcast. This is your host, Grant McGall, and we get an opportunity to speak with the industry leader in information technology for a number of years and a number of different platforms. She's got experience in, in retail and doing things at a very high level. She, she is very focused on digital transformation. And we are at this precipice right now where this is really taken off from a customer experience a consumer experience, a patient experience, no matter what field that you are in, the experience is changing and the digital influence is certainly there. So now we're going to, we're in 2024. We're going to have this conversation. We're going to talk about women in technology 
and where they will begin to to really grow and and flourish in this field. We want to demystify some of these things when we talk about technology stack or just get involved with technology and get the confidence we need in our younger generations to understand this is a platform that you really truly need to understand better. So with all that said, Sean, you like to introduce yourself? Sure, thank you. So um, Shauna Del Yero, I um, have been in the technology arena, if you will, for the better part of, of 20 years now. Um, didn't start my career with an intent of being in technology, but had the, the good fortune of working with some organizations where technology was truly foundational um, to their success. And in turn, I got to be part of some very large implementations and um, some great, um, some great learnings that really kind of led me to see where I could be very instrumental in leading business and leading enterprise strategy through technology. And so, with that, um, I've worked for a number of, of healthcare companies and retail organizations. I've worked in supply chain, and um, and really find that my passion is around how to drive for a best in class, not only customer patient experience, but an associate experience as well. Let me ask you this: I always like to start off. You know, it, some of these conversations, I call it the, the elephant in the room or something that's most impactful, what's very, very top of mind as yourself with the experience that you have and what all that you've done. If you were to be go to a, a certain organization and become their CIO, their CTO, their chief digital officer, what do you think they're going to be gaining from you in that role? Sure. I, I think what I bring that is is probably a little bit refreshing is you know the way that I I don't operate in a traditional CIO or CTO type of of mindset, if you will. I, I tend to operate more in the vein of what are we doing as an enterprise, as an organization around our goals and our strategy, taking that first and then looking more broadly across that stack to say, okay, where do we have gaps in the technologies that exist today? But more importantly, where do we have gaps in what we seek to achieve where technology is not going to be as efficient or as adequate as is necessary to meet those targets? And so as we look, we've got Every day we have new technologies that are emerging. We have new solutions. We have some that are within the existing and the legacy technology stack that may be perfectly sufficient, but maybe are underutilized. And so I tend to look at a more broad level and try to go to the 30,000 foot view and then kind of drive back down versus starting maybe at the 10,000 and trying to work up. Um, so my perspective is a bit different in that um, I've never coded. I'm not a developer. You don't want me to be. Um, you know, I can maybe hammer out a quick web page, but that's probably going to be the extent of it. My college-age children would um, run circles around me. Uh, but what I do is I, I assemble really high-performing teams and I enable them to fail fast and to have quick successes and to be very transparent and work very cohesively. And with that, we deliver value to the organization quickly. So I think if, if I were to step into a new role, a new organization, um, that's where you would see that I would drive um, value and efficiency gains that maybe would be a little bit different than a traditional would 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 do or deliver. I like that. I, when, in my conversations with a number of different C-level executives throughout the U.S., whether they were in healthcare, whether in information technology, one thing that always comes to the top is called speed to market. And what you just talked about is the ability to bring that kind of efficiency and precision 
uh, to be to enable a business to to adapt to the to the changing landscape, the changing game. For me, you talked a little bit earlier. You're a sports fan. Fan. I'm a sports fan. You've got to be able to adapt to the changing conditions. You never know when there's going to be a fumble, an interception, or you have an injury on the field, or something else happening. You've got to be resilient, and you've got to be flexible, and you've got to be able to to fill in those gaps when necessary. You seem like the the type of person that that drives yourself in in that area. That you know how to have conversations with board level people. You know you know what they're their goals are. In the same time, you know what your peer goals are or goals are in the C-suite. Then you understand the team level. How do you get your team motivated? All these things are so important. How do you stay on top of what you need to do from a communication strategy in these areas? Yeah, I think that that's, it's challenging. I mean, especially when, you know, we as leaders, you know, we have these core things that we, you know, we seek to to accomplish daily. You know, I seek to be present, to be available for my team, to seek to be available for my peers, my counterparts, and staying relevant and, you know, being that forward-looking CIO that is ready to take those calculated risks on new technologies or new solutions, um, being actively engaged. I mean, you've exhausted a 24-hour day very quickly in doing that. But but I think where, you know, where I look is, you know, I understand that innovation, it often, you know, it's going to involve that experimentation and that not every initiative is going to succeed. But I try to be very much someone who is, while I'm passionate about the technology and about our ability to embrace that, I do actively seek out how those wins are available for us and be open to those new ideas but I try to bring everyone the journey. Um, embracing innovation is something that's critical for everyone throughout the organization. Innovation isn't tied to technology. Innovation is how do we reinvent ourselves? How do we look to be better and show up for our customers? To your point, you know, when we have to pivot because we have an injury on the field or we have to pivot because the conditions have changed, weather has impacted us, weather is very, is very much, it's not, I mean, we have macroeconomics, we have weather, we have all of these things that are going to drive the need for us to be agile and quickly adapt and shift. Technology affords us a lot of those things, but we can't be on the back end of it. We've got to be ready and we've got to be present and understand why that is an element of our strategy. And so to your point around talking with board members, I think that continuing education, that's one of our responsibilities as technologists. It changes every day. We can't expect that people throughout the business, I can't expect my CFO to, you know, be, you know, up to speed on all of the the technology advancements that are happening. I expect that he's keeping up with everything that needs to be maintained well from a financial standpoint. We have to rely on each other for those things, but it's my job to keep him well informed and abreast of those that will help us to leapfrog out and front will help us to be ready in the event that we need to make a quick change. I like that. I really like that. And I'm going to speak to something else called, you know, that's very obvious. You are a woman in technology. That means you are part of maybe 8% of all the Fortune 500 companies, not even talking about the Fortune 1000 and Fortune 5000, that don't necessarily have the same gender as you. It's like it's been technology has been, you know, averse when it comes to our female counterparts. However, in this world, 
because technology has become more and more and more of an enabler, more and more of an impact. We can no longer afford as a, a human species, let's say, to, to cut off half of our labor force. We've got to bring in everyone into these platforms and understand how technology operates. But I still think there's some things, there's some trepidation, there's a lack of confidence. There's like, well, I, well, I don't know mathematics, maybe like, you know, coding or this or that. I think there's a misconception. Help us understand how you traversed your journey to get to the level that you are in. Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, I didn't come a normal path forward. I didn't, you know, come the journey of, you know, this this very traditional map of how, you know, you go from A to B to C. Um, mine was a little bit more scattered and a little bit different. But what was consistent through all of that was my ability to collaborate, to form relationships and to be a sponge. And I had the great, great privilege to work around some amazing leaders I've had the great privilege to work around um, numerous um, persons who took time and invested in me. Um, I've had great mentors and I've been had the good fortune to listen effectively and recognize the characteristics and the traits of a leader that I want to carry with me and recognize those that I don't. And so by leading by example, by being a good partner, by um, helping to collaborate effectively and build those strategic relationships with stakeholders and truly be someone who seeks to understand. Um, that's not something that I say in to be cliche. I, I truly mean that in that if this is, if I'm working on something that is about patient experience, I'm going to go be the patient. I'm also going to sit on the side of the doctor, but I'm also going to sit on the side of the person who is checking in said patient or cashing out said patient, what does that experience look like? Um, if I'm on the retail side, I'm going to be in the retail store. I'm going to stand, I'm going to watch, I'm going to, you know, observe, I'm going to understand what actually is happening. So I think that coming from, you know, a very um, kind of raw upbringing, if you will, a very, you know, a very common upbringing that helps me to want to be um, very empathetic to understand exactly the mindset of those that we are having as a customer. So if that's an internal customer, external, um, as a service-driven organization, always recognizing that my role is only as good as the satisfaction of the customer by which I'm delivering my service to. Um, and then being very much, going back to your question or your point around the diversity aspect of it, you know, it starts with one. Um, you know, there wasn't any point in time where, you know, we flipped a switch and suddenly we had, you know, a perfect um, balance of ethnicity or gender in any environment. Um, it takes time to do that. We have to be very passionate, very committed around our efforts in STEM. What are we doing around our efforts for not just creating business resource groups because we want to say that we have five of them and we touch everyone that's important, but what does that mean to us as an organization, as a culture and an identity? It may mean that we don't know. It may very well be that we kind of throw our hand up and say, we don't know who we are as a culture yet, but that is a starting point as well. So the willingness to recognize that and say, we're going we're gonna to go back to basics and we're going to talk about who our customer is because who we are should, should reflect that. To be successful as an organization, it should balance. So if my customer is... X demographic. If my customer is 
acts of how they shop or how they consume, then my workforce should be something that mirrors that. And so that diversity has to be there. And that diversity is what will breed creativity and will drive us forward. But it takes a very consorted effort. And it's not about changing your mission statement to get there. Um, it's about really driving that with passion, and with purpose, and a, a recognition that it will not come overnight. It will take time. Um, but if we're all committed and we're all aware and eyes wide open around how we want to get there, um, the opportunity is always present. 100%. I like your viewpoints on that because it, it just takes one person. You look at your life and what you were able to do. Somebody believed in you and gave you the opportunity. They understood you had the skill sets. Now we need to now train you, get you ready for this next level of opportunity. And so I would speak to my own audience. It's just you can't solve the problem on a worldwide scale all by yourself. But take a look at your own organization, where you where you are impactful at, and take a look. Do a real assessment of talent within your entire labor force, and say, you know, this person has a real big aptitude for this type of work because work is changing with the advent of large language models. We start to understand that we can automate some of these other menial tasks very easily through automation or robotics and that type. So what do we do with our labor force? What do we do that we don't just put them out there, you know, uh, on unemployment lines? No, we take them and we skill them. We need to really take a look at that. What are their capabilities? Because I tell you, humanity is very intelligent, very resourceful, especially when they're challenged. And they, they say, you know what? I need to learn this. I need to understand this. And we're in a global commu uh, community. We're in a, literally in a global community. If anything COVID taught us, when we all had, all of us in the entire planet had to pivot to technology platforms in order to communicate, that showed us how big and how small our world really is. And that we can learn to, to appreciate different cultures, different people, different things. It's like, wow, my purpose has gotten bigger. And we see that now that a lot of these large companies are starting to understand this is not all about the bottom line. Like, yeah, I need to make a profit. I understand that. But what is your purpose? What are you actually achieving with your product or service that actually helps humanity? Would you agree? I, I do agree completely. I think always looking at what is your differentiator? You know, what is it that keeps you relevant? I, I mean, you know, you can be replaced. A company can be replaced. A product can be replaced. But what is it that makes you stand out? Why does a customer come to you versus your competition? Um, not being um, so presumptive as to believe that that organic traffic, because they shopped with you 30 years ago, that generationally speaking, that their kids and their kids' kids are going to come and shop with you. It doesn't work like that anymore. We have to meet the customer where they are. Um, I think, you know, going back to something that you said around, you know, our workforce and automation, I think that, you know, we, we owe a lot in the way of education and continuing education to our, to our workforce in that way of transparency. When we talk about automation, um, there's still this inherent concern as a human that that's going to take my job. I've had this conversation more times than I can count. And I, I love having this conversation because what automation does is it doesn't seek 
to remove the human aspect. It seeks to remove the work to unleash the potential of the human that has been untapped. So we've had these laborious processes. We've had these manual workarounds. We've had these things that are going on because that's the way it's always been done. When we start to educate people and we see the light bulb come on, when they are uh, they have the ability to go, oh, wait a minute. If I raise my hand and say, you know, I do this process every month and it takes about six hours and, well, I've always done it. And it's not so bad, but, you know, maybe your automation could solve for that. And then when they get excited, because then they're like, oh, well, now I can spend my time being a better contributor. I can feel better about my job. So the conversation that I like to have is go away for two weeks. Go, you know, forbid that you have to be on medical leave, but I would hope you could take a vacation and you come back. All of those things that you forgot that I had to do that, or I forgot that I did that. Those things that are just part of your muscle memory. Those are the things we want to go after. Ready to elevate your brand with five-star impact? Welcome to the Final Brand Podcast, your gateway to exceptional personal growth and innovative business strategies. Join me as I unveil the insider strategies of industry pioneers and branding experts. Discover how to supercharge your business development, harness the power of AI for growth, and sculpt a personal brand that stands out in the crowd. Transform ambition into achievement. Explore more at firestarbdm.com for a wealth of resources. Ignite your journey with our brave brand blueprint and begin crafting your standout five-star feature today. We want you to come in and be creative and we want you to be innovative and we want you to be able to think outside of the box. But when you're trying just to go down that list of those tasks, those are the things that we want to take off of your plate. And so when you get into the conversations and you have some quick ones and you can demonstrate why that's effective, then I think that people become a little bit more comfortable. The other side of that is you mentioned COVID. COVID was the impetus for us to go very hard and fast towards automation. It was a great time in my my world as a technology leader to be able to have some autonomy and to go run really fast at how to implement um, some automation that would have been in our three to five-year roadmap. But it was out of necessity. Now, automation isn't a luxury. It is a necessity. It continues to be. But I think as we moved beyond COVID and we moved into great resignation, we saw that we had a a workforce issue. We had a labor challenge. So how could the technology then begin to compensate for that? So in addition to all of those things, we still don't have normalcy. We still don't know, you know, traffic patterns. We don't have a normalcy of human behaviors. And so having these automations, having these tools and technologies in place, helps us as leaders of organizations to have the agility to manage for the unknowns or the unpredictables. We don't know that we're going to see traffic spikes at certain times of year because they weren't there last year. We didn't know that weather was going to delay the spring season by two and a half to three months in this area of the country. And, you know, because we were going to have so much ice and snow and, but what could we do? We didn't staff up normally because we had automation that could handle for it. And so being able to be um, flexible and it not have the bottom line impact that it traditionally would have is another big win of having the technologies at our disposal. And so as our workforce sees that it doesn't just get piled on them when those things happen and we can't staff up, 
But what we do is we tap into those technologies to take that burden away. It also helps them to become more comfortable and confident in the role and we reduce our attrition. So it's a win, but it's all about the change management. It's about the education and helping people to understand what it is that we're doing. But again, the communication is key in that. I like that. And I want our, especially our young professionals, early careers, even our mid-careers to understand that the, especially from a technology lens, is that it is in all departments. It's in finance. It's in operations, it's in HR, it's in every single facet. So if you have expertise in those areas, you can then create that that leverage, that bridge into understanding how can tech now possibly help? How can tech now innovate? Because the technology, as I guarantee you, doesn't understand all the different nuances that you're going through. They don't understand all the workflows and how it really, really impacts the business from your lens. But we need your input. If you would help me, I want you to help me talk to the like the young professionals that are out there that are maybe are tech averse, or maybe some of them are, might even be what I call digital natives but they don't really use it in business, but they've been exposed to technologies from a social aspect. And help them understand how they can really be a contributor to to today's business model. Sure. I love that question. Thank you. Um, A a month or so ago, I had, um, I was doing an interview with someone and, and the question that he posed to me was, you know, what are you doing to, you know, reduce or avoid shadow IT? in the newer era. And my response was, I'm not. As a matter of fact, I'm seeking to embrace it more. It, shadow IT means something different. Now, when, when I talk about shadow IT, I mean citizen developers. We have so many things that are low code, no code that shouldn't be scary. So because we're in this digital era, because we have these day in, day out, I mean, I, I can hand something to you know a toddler and it's a Windows device, they know to scroll. They, they know what a lockout screen is. Um, they know that there's a password required. I mean, these are things that are just an evolution of how technology is so in our day-in, day-out lives. The technologies that we're implementing as drivers of our business are not unlike that. So I, I need those people. I need those stakeholders in each of the, the fundamental areas of our operation to understand and to be key contributors. And so helping people to recognize that they have control of their own destiny. They want to be more efficient. They want to run faster. They want to work less a little bit. They want to maybe feel better about how they leave at the end of the day. Well, I can help you to do that. We're willing to educate you. Here's some programs that we can help to help you to learn from. We can partner you with someone. We can expose that information to you. We'll help you to do it safely. We'll help you to do it securely. We'll help you to do so that gives you some skill um, that postures you for growth and advancement in the long term. People will tell you very quickly, oh, I don't want to go into technology. Well, that's fine. Don't expect you to. You're a finance person, but you're a finance person who is well-versed in how technology helps you to be the very best finance person that you can be. 
And so we want those, those people within the business, within the organization to become extensions of our technology family. They, we want them to not seek to find to Google the solution. We want them to come to us for that as the smart technologists that we are, but we want them to be empowered to, to challenge what it is that we have within the environment, to be able to use it to its fullest potential for their given task or, or role. Wow, man. Well stated. Well stated. We all are contributing to our, our future, whether we realize it or not. And the knowledge that you have, that's one of the great reasons that we have this show, Follow Brand, gives each individual an opportunity to tell their story, their uniqueness, what their skill set is, what their genius at. And I guarantee you, every all 8 billion people on this planet have special skills. Man, the way you just talked about a toddler being able to just uniquely, without being so, quote unquote, trained to utilize the device, just naturally starts using it. We have some natural things that are happening now that are enable so many different people where it used to be, quote unquote, no, uh, we, we'll just let... IT handle that. No, that's something you can actually do and help us to enable ourselves to be more efficient, to be more productive all the way around. At the same time, understanding from that technology lens, hey, here's some things you need to be aware of, especially from a cybersecurity perspective. Here's the things you need to know about, about code or no code. Here's some things we can help you with so we can sit in those meetings and be enablers of more innovation, because that's where we're at. Innovation and leadership need to be hand in hand. Yeah, and I was, you, you took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly where I was going to go next, which the, the hazard, the cautionary tale is rarely, if ever, will you find someone who is operating with ill intent when they make a sizable mistake, when they click on something, they post something, they publish something. It's, we get busy and we're moving swiftly. And so we own responsibility for every one of these tools that we are making accessible. So, which can be IoT, I mean, it can be chat GPT, it can be any myriad of these solutions that we just think are so quickly, readily available, easy to use. Oh, I'll just look that up real quick, or I'll just publish this and see what someone else might come back with. Um, we have to remember that as easy as it is to make that accessible and available, it is our responsibility to educate on the risks that come with that and the ownership and the accountability that also comes with it. Um, we fall absent of doing that sometimes because it seems, oh, well, you know, how bad could it be? Well, it can be quite bad. And I think we've seen some recent examples of that. And again, you know, people operating with the best of intentions, but making some very sizable and significant mistakes and releasing, you know, perhaps, you know, some IP or some trade secret that really was never intended and not, you know, again, not anything that anyone thought through. It was just a, a simple second long um, error in judgment. And so we need to be very, very diligent about the way that we educate people on what those boundaries are. We also need to set those boundaries effectively. Um, if we set them too tight, people will find a way around them. We don't want that, but we also have to set those controls in place. And so that awareness as leaders and technology leaders in cybersecurity um, is ever um, paramount to what we do and delivering every day. All right. And so what you said, I, this is where my vision is, and I don't see it yet, but I see it happening in business. I remember when the internet first was you know, coming online and people were getting used to it. 
and you had a internet, which is public. It's everywhere. You had an intranet, which is internal. And AI is kind of like all public. And people need to understand it. It's public. So whatever you, whatever you input into it, not to say everybody can see it, but obviously somebody, it's public knowledge. So you have to understand what is really for public and what is private. I don't think, and I hope this will probably be a new business that's really coming out, is the private LLM, if you want to call it that large language model, your private chat bot that you have internally that has a lot of data in it, but it's yours. It's your private um, environment. I, I see that as a thing that will be happening because knowledge is power. And one of the things that I'm going into 2024 with is a new change in mindset for me. So at first there was information technology. Everybody understands what that is now. I'm going toward intelligent technology. That's the next wave, the intelligent technology. And yes. then from there, we're going to insight or insight technology, right? So information is more reactive, intelligent is more proactive, and insight is more wisdom. That's, that's really gets into who we are as, as, as people and how we can actually create change going forward. Before I leave you, if we haven't touched on a subject that you really feel like, I want to make sure I get this out there. I want to talk about it. I want to give you the mic. I want to give you an opportunity. This is Shana Unplugged on the Follow Brand Podcast. Yeah, thank you. I mean, Grant, this was fun. Uh, it's fun, fun to talk through these things. I, I am so passionate about this space. Um, and again, you know, I've I've had the great fortune um, to have had some wonderful mentors and leaders in my time that I've learned so very much from. And and I really seek to do the same and to give that back. Um, I love mentoring and seeing people grow. Um, building those high performing teams is where I really find my greatest um, value and contribution. Um, and so, you know, as I'm looking at, you know, what's around the corner for me, I mean, that's probably what it is. It's less about, you know, what industry it will be. I loved my time serving um, our patients and our customers in healthcare and in retail, very much enjoyed, you know, this last year that I've spent, um, you know, helping to build um, some of the teams and the technologies in the outdoor retail industry. So in 2024, you know, I, I look at, you know, who do I seek to be and how can I best, you know, contribute and be the best version of myself. And, you know, I'm excited to be part, um, you know, to join an organization where I can really, you know, leave that brand of, you know, being a high level of con contribution, but doing so with leading with, with heart, with empathy, with focus on being customer centric and a best in class technology organization that helps us to really kind of be out in front and lead by example as an organization that is ever present, but is ever challenging and being bold about who we are. And so I think 2024 is going to be a fun year. Um, I'm excited to, to see where I, where I land and, and to get to be part of something that really focuses on diversity and focuses on inclusion, but does so as part of their true committed mission. So um, I, I love Salt Lake. It's a fun area. It's been fun living out here this last year. Um, we'll see, you know, where the next uh, next adventure takes me. But um, but certainly I appreciate the time today. Um, really, again, um, love technology, love just talking through the way that we're able to use it to make our businesses better, but to make our world better um, and to stay better connected and better together. It's really critical that we look out for our neighbor. Uh, it's critical that we look out for one another um, and that we lead, we lead with heart.
and, you know, and recognize that we still um, operate in a world that has great emotional and mental health crisis. And we should be very aware and very empathetic to that. It's a, a cause that's very near and dear to me. Um, and so I would encourage, especially as we go into the holiday season and through the end of the year to recognize that it's not always um, a rosy time for everyone. So look out for those around you um, and remember that you don't always know what's going on uh, behind closed doors or what's going on in someone's um, head or heart. So, um, you know, challenge yourself to, to do an act of kindness every day. I love that. Let's definitely take that throughout the year. Let's do an act of kindness every day. That would definitely cheer a lot of people up and take some, some emphasis off of themselves and put it on someone else and it kind of opens some doors. So that was very, very good. Tell us how to contact you on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's great. So LinkedIn is probably one of the best platforms for communication anymore. It seems to be that um, everyone and anyone is on LinkedIn. Um, but that's that's really the best. My contact information, my contact card is visible. Um, so Shauna.deliero. Um, and um, always good to connect and love giving advisement, whether that's on your journey through automation or um, the way that you are navigating um, through your vertical or your industry. Happy to, to share some of my insights and my lessons learned in the bumps and bruises um, and love, you know, the opportunity to um, give guidance and advisement um, in the DE&I space as well. So LinkedIn is the best means by which to contact me and, um, and I'll certainly get right back to you. Awesome. Awesome. And your entire network can contact us at Five Star BDM. That is the number five star B for brand, B for development, infomasters.com. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Follow Brand Podcast. Thank you again, Grant. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us on the Follow Brand Podcast. Big thanks to Full Effect Productions for their incredible support on each and every episode. Now the journey continues on our YouTube channel. Follow Brand TV series. Dive into exclusive interviews, extended content, and bonus insights that will fuel your success. Subscribe now and be a part of our growing community, sharing and learning together. Explore, engage, and elevate at Follow Brand TV series on YouTube. Stay connected, stay inspired. Till next time, we will continue building a five star brand that you can follow.